In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I am glad to be with you today. Uh, you know, if you want a perfect theology of who Jesus is, perfect theology of who Jesus is, you go to the uh, Christmas carols. They speak more uh, beautifully about the person of Jesus than anyone else. The person of Jesus uh, and who he is, the songs that are sung uh, with these Christmas carols. Uh, and so uh, we're going to look at some of them. We're going to look at some of them and just, just, why don't we try with joy to the world, okay? Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Let every heart prepare him room. That Jesus was not meant to stay in a stable. He was meant to live in our hearts. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. That all of creation rejoices at the birth of the of the Son of God. All of creation rejoices at the birth of the Son of God. Heaven and earth rejoice. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright round yon virgin mother and child who just gave birth to this child a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name Emmanuel who gave birth to this child a virgin, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep. Angels don't sleep, but the Son of God sleeps because he's true God and true man truly a man and he sleeps you see he sleeps if we look at the fourth chapter of st john it says that jesus was tired from his journey that the son of god got tired and he sat by a well jacob's well you see true god and true man this this Jesus is, is, is not, uh, not an angel. This Jesus is God and man. God and man. 
fully God and fully man. This is who Jesus is. This is who Jesus is. And the Christmas carols tell us this more than anything else. It gives us great theology uh, of who Jesus is. What about we three kings? If I could just... It talks about not only the kings coming to worship, but that uh, the gifts that they bring, gold to bring to a king, myrrh to bring to a priest, frankincense, which tells of his death. that he would redeem us from Satan's wiles. The Christmas carols, perfect theology. And you know what? When I was in government schools, public schools, we sang those Christmas carols. Oh, we would start off the Thanksgiving. We sang all the Catholic Christmas songs, all the Christian Christmas songs. Oh, yes, it, we would sing them all. We would sing them all. We would sing them all. And there was absolutely no problem. No problem with, with, with rejoicing that the King of Kings would be born in Bethlehem. No problem. Now, you know what? That's not too far back. That's just 1968. In, in history, you know, 68 is very, very close. 78, 88, 98. In history, that's nothing. It's like a pimple on an elephant's back. We sang those songs, and there was no complaint. No complaint. But now, you cannot even mention the name of Jesus. Oh, no. Buddha. Oh, yeah, you can do Buddha. That's right. And even our Muslim friends, they can spend their time uh, facing Mecca, the kids, uh, as they pray to uh, Allah, the moon god. Yeah, that's who he is, the moon god. But you see, <laughs> we cannot mention the name of Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? It tells me something. It tells me something very, very, very clearly. That why is Jesus always the one that people hate? Why is it Jesus? Why is it Jesus, you know? He did nothing wrong to anybody. He never did anything wrong to anyone. But you see, he's the truth. He's the way. I take you to the crush, okay? The crush. Let's take it apart from faith, okay? Apart from faith, okay? What you have in the crush 
is like a leave it to beaver scene. There's a mother, there's a father, there's a baby, there are sheep, there are shepherds. It's like leave it to beaver. It's so sweet. But because it's true, they want nothing to do with it. Because this child was, was, was meant to give his life for the sin of the world. You see, this is, if this weren't true, why would people object to it? It's just a sweet little symbol, you know. It's like an ornament. It's like, it's so cute. But people hate the crush because it was this child that would give his life on a cross and save us from hell. Oh, you can learn a lot from your enemies. More from your enemies than from your friends, I'll tell you that much. More from your enemies than from your friends. Why would people hate the crush? Why would they want to take it off the green? I remember several years ago, we went to Lexington. Oh, yes, in Concord and in Lexington. Yeah, that's where it all started. The cradle of liberty in Concord and in Lexington. And that was the year they decided to take the crush off the green. So what we did was we went there and we had a live nativity and we invited everybody and we sang and praised God and they couldn't stop us. But I'll tell you why. Why would they want to take the crash off the green? Oh, it, it, it hurts some people. Yeah, no, it doesn't hurt people. This child born of Mary is to be the, is the son of God. This child born of Mary is the one who would redeem us by his cross. This child born of Mary is not just a child. He is true God and true man. This child born of Mary is the savior of the world. Oh, yeah. So, this sweet little scene, apart from faith, means nothing. And why do the enemies hate it? Because they know it's more true than the Christians. Get it off the green. We want nothing to do with Jesus. It really sounds like the crucifixion scene. Give us Barabbas. Give us Allah. Yeah. You see, you learn a lot from your enemies, my friends, more than from your, more than from your friends, because. Uh, enemies, uh, they understand the depth of Christmas. Isn't it funny that uh, we'll have all these magazine articles coming out now in the next week or two against the story of Christmas, against the real happening of Christmas. Why do they do that about Christmas and not against Allah and Mohammed? I tell you because it's true. What we preach is the truth. And they want nothing to do with it. At Easter, oh yeah, they'll come tell you that Jesus married Mary Magdalene and he never died. And Oh yeah, they'll, they'll just say anything they want to say, you see, because we Christians 
take it in stride, like spit at me and I'll let you spit at me. No, you're not going to spit at me. I've got a voice and I'm going to stand up for who I believe in. And you're not going to spit at me. If you knock my Lord, I'm going to tell you, you have to knock me also. We're such foolish people. We don't stand up for our rights. For our rights. We let people take advantage of us because we're Christian. Give me a break. They've stolen everything from us. They've stolen, and we've allowed it. You know what we've said? We are your doormats, and you can step on us, and you can wipe your feet on us. The Lord never called us to be doormats. He called us to be servants. There is a difference between being a doormat and being a servant. Do you understand it? When they came and said, you cannot pray anymore in schools, we didn't say anything. When they said Planned Parenthood was coming to our cities, we didn't say anything. When they said embryonic cell, embryonic cell research will be done and we'll be exploiting these little individuals. Very little was said. Come and do anything you want to us because you know what? We're Christian. I'm sorry, my friends, for what you do to us, you do to him and we shouldn't be taking it. We live in a godless society. We live in a society without faith. You read the first two chapters of Romans, and you see what God says there. That God gave them up to the vices of their own evil ways. And yet, we are the doormats of the world, and that is not what it means to be a Christian. Never was and never will be. But we just let it happen, you see. We just let it happen. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. What about our children? What about our children? What will they have? I want to thank God that I was born many years ago when the church and the state were one. Oh, there was not a, a state religion, but that we could be who we were. I told you about Boston Common before, you know. Every year when we were a little kid, my father and mother and my brother, we would go to the Boston Common and we would see the beautiful display of lights. But not only the lights, there was a manger scene that was bigger than, 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 than life. And it was so beautiful. And it was right by the state house. And there was our blessed mother. And there was Joseph. And there was the baby. And there were the sheep. It was so beautiful. So extraordinary. I wonder what they did to that in the city of Boston. I wonder who stole it, who took it. 
Now the manger scene is probably uh, five inches by ten inches someplace on a tree. That's the last time I saw it. It was on a tree, a little manger scene. <laughs> so much has happened. So much has happened. And we've just said, well, you know, we're not concerned. Well, you'll be concerned when they come after your life, okay? And then it'll be too late. It'll be too late when they come after your life. Because you never said a thing. Because you were like Mickey the Dunce. Because you didn't do anything to preserve what we need to preserve for our children. Yeah, Christmas. Can I tell you the devil hates Christmas? Can I tell you he hates it? He is theologically incorrect because, of course, Good Friday and Easter is greater, greater than Christmas. But somehow he hates Christmas. He is truly the Grinch that stole Christmas and steals it from people every single year. Bringing back the bad memories of Christmas, the drunken, drunken parties, the... Some woman said, I remember we were having Christmas dinner and my father threw the turkey out the window. Mm. The devil hates Christmas because the word became flesh in Nazareth in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Brought forth in Bethlehem. And this child was destined to die. No other child that's born is destined to die. But this child was destined to die. Already he had said to the Father, as the word of God, I will give my life for them. Already. Already he had made the pact with the Father from all eternity that he would bring salvation. Salvation to those who trust in him through his death and resurrection. And so why? Why is Christmas so vehemently hated? Because it's all true. It's all true. Why did the atheists put up out of the Holland Tunnel over the manger scene? This is a myth. Because if it wasn't true, it'd just be a sweet little scene that doesn't mean anything. It's all true. It's all true. And why was he born? What does one of the what does what does one of the carols say? He was born to give us second birth. That's right. This child was born to give us second birth through faith 
and baptism. Second birth. Unless a man be born again, he shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ was born to give us second birth. Catholics call it a second conversion. I don't care what you call it, but you better have it, because there's no heaven without it. This child would give a second birth. How? Through his passion, death, and resurrection. This child was born to die as well as to be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is the child that they will sing about until eternity comes. And from eternity to eternity it is his name that will be worshipped and not anybody else. Not any guru, not any Allah, not any Pope, not any priest but Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of the Father, who gave his life for you and for your salvation, who rose from the dead and has a plan for your life. Yes, we will sing about him for all eternity. Even in hell, they will hear the songs of worship, and they will be destroyed by the presence of God. For the same presence of God that comes to people in heaven will be the same presence of God in hell that comes as fire because God is every place. He cannot be omitted from any place. Yeah. It's all about Jesus, you know. The church should be as wise as our enemies. Catholic Church should be as wise as our enemies. The Protestant Church should be as wise as our enemies. The Anglican Church should be as wise as our enemies. And we have to stop compromising because compromise does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. And that's what we have done. We have compromised year after year after year. We have said nothing. We have said nothing. Just come and steal everything you want from us. We open our, our, our homes to you. Steal all that you want. And they stole our faith. And we said nothing. Well, it's time to get it back again. It's time to get it back again. And we will worship the king. It's all about the king, you know what I'm saying? We'll worship the king. This is what Christmas is about. It's not about reindeer. You know these, these, these blow-up toys that they have on lawns? Can I tell you a secret? I would never do it. But I, can I tell you a secret? I would like to get pins and just walk through the places that have these blow-up toys of, of Santa and the reindeer and, you know, snowmen. I would just like to get pins and go, go and destroy them. I would never do it. I would never do it. But that's what I would like to do in my flesh. But I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. 
because that's stealing and it's other people's property and they've got the right to do what they want. But that's not Christmas. That's not Christmas. Even I know that. That's not Christmas. Christmas is about a baby, a mother, a father. Christmas is about angels and shepherds. Christmas is about salvation. Salvation being brought forth in a manger. Do you know Bethlehem means house of bread? Do you know that? Do you know that in the house of bread was born the bread of life? Do you know that? Do you know that the bread of life would give himself for us and our salvation until he comes in glory as Eucharist? Do you know that? Do you know it's all related? He wasn't born in, in New York or Boston. He was born in Bethlehem and in the manger. You know what a manger is? It's a feeding trough. That's very prophetic. He would be feeding us by his word and by his sacrament until he comes in glory. Yeah. In a feeding trough is where they laid him. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. I thank you for listening. I'm on every day at this time. And now I want to tell you how much we need to hear from you. This ministry has gone on since 1984. Thank you, Jesus. And God has blessed it all those years. All those years, God has blessed it. And so we need to hear from people so that we can uh, continue. I just went off the station in Idaho, and you might ask why. Because I don't ever, I don't ever hear, hear from people in Idaho. You can rest assured that when uh, you send money to in-season and out-of-season, that Father Tom doesn't get one cent. He is paid by the Archdiocese of Boston because he's a priest. So, this is something that I come to you saying, we need your help. It's as simple as that. We need your help if we have to continue preaching the gospel on this station. We need your help. I just let go of Idaho. If I have to let go of more uh, cities, and I'm not threatening you. I'm just telling you we need to pay our bills. And I know money is tight. It's with many people. Many people, money is tight. But this is the time to show faith. First, you give to your own church, you tithe to your own church, and the other is extra. If this broadcast is a blessing to you, just bless us. Go to inseason.net and leave a donation on PayPal. Inseason.net and leave a donation on PayPal. You are loved with an everlasting love, and God has no boundaries on the love he has for you. God bless you. This
this has been in season and out of season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.